I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts, Welcome to episode 24 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. He's Cam Lewis. I'm Tyler Yeramchuk. Thanks for tuning in once again. Coombsy, win number four of the 37-game winning streak has been accomplished. First time this year, they've won four ball games in a row. Was nice to see him scoop up a couple from Baltimore. Or from Miami. 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 Holy Miami. shit. They're playing I'm already Baltimore looking next, ahead. And they just played Baltimore. Yeah. So it does kind of feel like this is a large Baltimore Orioles stretch, but no, we both talked before this and we thought, okay, the Jays should and very likely will pick up a two game sweep against the Marlins. And they did because the Marlins aren't very good. They can't hit it all. They can't, their lineup is completely decrepit. They have nobody. There isn't a single guy in that lineup where they come to the plate and you're like, Oh, it's this guy, not a single guy. That is one of the saddest lineups you'll ever see, but they do have great pitching and it was, because of it, a pretty boring series to watch, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, that is, that's totally fair. You talked about their lineup and aside from like jazz Chisholm, who seems like a pretty exciting player and has a lot of potential, there were not a lot of guys where I was like, Oh damn, I like watching this guy when he's at the plate. And uh, yeah, they didn't hit very well. And their pitching did a good job of shutting down the blue Jays bats. And with that, we will tie in pretty quickly to three up, three down presented by Twig and Berries. Twig and free shipping in Canada on order $75 or more. Promo code Nation15 gets you 15% off. Uh, let's start with the ups because the Jays won back-to-back games and they're now on that four-game winning streak. First one, Ross Stripling. Sticky stuff or no sticky stuff? This guy continued his heater. He went six innings, only allowing two hits, only allowing one earned run striking out seven and allowing one walk. We talked a lot of shit about this guy and now we are eating our words because he has put together solid start after solid start after solid start. It's huge. It is. It's a huge game changer. I mean, I'm thrilled to, I'm thrilled that we're completely pivoting on this. Now the theme, you know, in the first bit of the season was every single episode, it was an automatic that Ross Stripling was in the downs and we can found a way to complain about him no matter what. Now he's got his new, you know, his new thing where he's, you know, holding his glove in a different way and he's not tipping his pitches quite as much. And now he's fantastic. And this is such a game changer for the starting rotation because, you know, now you have Ross Stripling. He's a good, you know, number three pitcher. You don't necessarily maybe now have to go out and acquire that starting pitcher and you can focus on different areas of need like the bullpen and, you know, getting those, it's kind of bizarre to call it an internal addition, but that's kind of what it is. Getting a guy back to performing the way you hoped they would. It is almost like, you know, it's almost like making a mid-season trade kind of because you basically turned a pumpkin into like a good pitcher. 
Yeah, I mean, you talk, you, you mentioned it there, like making a trade for the bullpen instead of acquiring a starter or acquiring a starter and using Ross Stripling maybe as like a high leverage bullpen guy if he can handle that. He has a history of coming out of the pen and I know he's looked great in the rotation here, but it gives you plenty of options when you have arms that can be versatile and are pitching well. Uh, in his last four, five, six starts, he's only allowed more than three runs one time. And it's been a really, really impressive run from Ross Stripling. He's a major reason why they were able to win that first game of the series two to one. Uh, number two, let's stick with the starting pitching because Robbie Ray was pretty much equally as impressive. Four hits over six innings, one earned run, six strikeouts, one walk. That, that Miami ballpark is big. And I did notice that a few times that there were some fly balls that off the bat, you were like, oof, that's gone. And it was just a fly out to like before the warning track. Um, but Robbie Ray, once again, kept the ball in the ballpark for the most part and gave the Jays a solid outing. Yeah, we uh, we talked about this um, a couple podcasts ago, and I said that Robbie Ray is the ace of the staff. <laughs> and you disagreed. But I'm going to stand by that. I think Robbie Ray is the ace of the staff. I think he's their best pitcher. I think he is. He's uh, Hazel May's got a tweet here saying, Robbie Ray's 11.49 Ks per nine innings is on pace to be the best in Blue Jays history among starting pitchers prior to the all-star break. That's what I'm talking about. That's ace stuff. He's the ace of the staff. Yeah, he's he's been fantastic. I mean, if it's a winner, <laughs> if it's a winner take all game, I'm still probably putting Ryu in. Um, but again, you can look at what Robbie Ray's done recently. And I mentioned uh I mentioned the streak that Stripling was on, six straight outings where he hasn't given or where he's only given up one or oh, fuck me. I'm butchering this stat hard <laughs> in his last six outings. Ross dribbling had only given up more than three runs once. And it's the same for Robbie Ray in his last six outings. He's only given up more than three runs once. It's really, really impressive stuff from both Robbie Ray and Ross Stripling and the starting pitching really set them up nicely. Of course, close games for the blue Jays in, mm -hmm. in the last two weeks usually meant their bullpen found a way to blow it. But their bullpen did not blow it at all. In fact, their bullpen was tremendous. In game one, it was Chatwood, Tim Miza, Jordan Romano. Three innings, one hit. In game two, it was Miza, Chatwood, Romano. Three innings, one hit. A really, really good, uh, just per. I mean, it was perfect. It was a perfect little stretch from the Jays' bullpen, and they needed that. They did. Yeah, no, it was, um, I guess, I, I mean, Part of me is kind of like, we kind of set off the hop here. You know, Miami's lineup is so bad, so bad. So I'm not willing to get excited and say, okay, the bullpen's safe. We've got three guys to bridge us from, you know, seven, eight, and nine yet. No, not comfortable with that just yet. I mean, it's encouraging, you know, Jordan Romano has been consistently good. That's great. But I'm not comfortable with Chatwood and Mesa just yet. Like these are the Miami Marlins and we can't forget that. So don't, don't want to be a bit, don't, don't want to be too much of a downer, but you know, bullpen, bullpen's still a bit of a clusterfuck, I think. And, you know, it's, it's, it is a positive, but I'm still, I'm still a bit skeptical with the arms back there. And I do hope that this is something they address. Yeah. I mean, every good outing they have moving forward, it'll feel like they're just running on fumes and the nerves I don't think will go away until no. they go do make some significant additions to it. And we'll talk about that potentially happening in a little bit here because Ross or Mark Shapiro did a radio hit in Toronto and had some interesting things to say. Uh, but first let's get to the downs. The first one, we were all very excited to see George Springer return to the lineup. It was fun to see him in a Jays uniform, but at the same time he went 0 for seven with a walk did pick up an RBI in game. He two. Did. 
So he had, he had a solid at bat there. Um, but 0 for 7 with a walk and one RBI. Great to see him back in the lineup, but I think we can agree a little bit disappointing at the plate from Springer. Maybe the problem is um, he's batting fifth, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, he likes batting leadoff. He likes being in that spot. So maybe you need to put him there and that'll give him the boost he needs. But no, it's not really surprising. Like, you know, it was exciting when Springer came back the first time and he was, you know, mashed a couple home runs. One was just an absolute rocket. I think they were in Dunedin at that time and he hit it and it looked like it went 700 feet. It was sick. But, you know, if you're paying attention to his AAA numbers during his rehab assignment, wasn't really hitting down there either. So it's not overly surprising he didn't like hit the ground running. But yeah, maybe they'll throw him into the leadoff spot and he'll do well, or maybe they'll wait for him to heat up and then he goes in leadoff spot. Obviously, there isn't that much reason to worry. The fact that he's mm-hmm. been back for two games and hasn't gotten fucking injured yet is like a positive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining at this point. I just looking at it though. So Springer goes hitless against Miami. And then you look at Marcus Semyon, who in his last three games is one for 15. Would you make the swap? Would you, would you make the swap now? Would you swap Semyon and Springer or would you like, I have a feeling they'll sit there and go, listen, we're on a four game winning streak. We're not changing much, but you're also coming off a series where you only scored five runs in two games. And for the blue Jays, they're used to scoring five runs per game, not five runs over two games. So would you make that change now or would you wait until maybe the winning streak comes to an end and then make changes? Well, geez, I don't know. Like looking at who's hitting right now, you might want to put Reese McGuire in the leadoff spot. He's hitting everything. He's just hitting everything. Put him up there. No, I'm just, uh, I wouldn't mess with success right now. I know everybody wants to see George Springer batting leadoff because it's, you know, it's, it's a spot, right? Like he's, I think eventually he's going to get back. He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. But I just, I don't know, like, ah, it is what it is. Like, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference at this stage. Like, give him a, give him a, give him a minute to get acclimatized to Major League Baseball again, then put him back in leadoff. Like, yeah. you know, after the Baltimore series, maybe. Uh, you mentioned Reese McGuire and his hot streak. In, <laughs> in the last three games, he is a combined seven for 10. He's been yeah, 700 um, over his last three games. So his, um, I'm just looking right now. It is, it is his, his OPS is now up to 790, and four games ago it was 642. Yeah. So he's put up, he's put his OPS up 150 points in like <laughs> four games. <laughs> I swear he has like he's he's got seven hits in his last three games, and I swear that's like half as many hits as the Jays catchers have all year. Probably. They have like close. they have like 11 hits, and seven of them are Reese McGuire in the past three games. Has he boosted his trade value? Uh, I, that's a good question, actually. Because like no like, one wanted him, whatever it was. No, two well, months he ago. cleared. Yeah, he cleared waivers. Yeah. He got DFA'd and he, he passed through. But I don't think he'd clear. Um, I don't think he'd clear a DFA again. Like he's a good enough defensive catcher that I was actually kind of shocked that he even got through the first time. Like there's enough value in a 26 year old yeah. guy who can catch well defensively than it was pretty bizarre that he got through, but I guess the cranking off in the parking lot thing maybe was off putting to teams. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Shouldn't be anymore. Uh, he also, you mentioned good defensive catcher. He, he should have been in probably one of our three ops. Cause he also made a great play throwing out Starling Marte in the, in the first game as well to keep him out of uh, scoring position in the ninth inning. So that was huge. There was actually, there was a lot of good defense in the second yeah. game. Vladdy made a whole bunch of good scoops at a uh, first base task. made a good catch in the outfield. It was a, and then there was also the one ball that was thrown right at Vladdy's <laughs> chest that just like went through his glove and he like spent the next five minutes staring at his glove. Hilarious. Uh, all right, let's keep going with the downs. Uh, Nate Pearson hurt again on the seven day. 
IL, same issue he had in spring training. It's, it's just, again, a, a, an absolute nightmare of a season for Pearson. Oh yeah. It's, it's just, it's unfortunate because it looked like he was kind of figuring it out at triple a, you know, he was his, his starts after coming back and, you know, he, he made his debut against the Astros, just, just had a horrible, horrible outing. Then he went down the triple a had some, you know, it was kind of up and down, had some good, good goes and bad ones, but his last two starts, he was quite good. He only allowed a few hits walks were down. It looked like he had turned a corner. Now here we are again, groin injury. It's the same thing he dealt with in spring training. You have to wonder if there's a bigger issue here. Like I, I, somebody mentioned on Twitter, I can't remember who it was and I didn't save it obviously because you know, why do that? Yeah. Why give people credit? Why, 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 why plan ahead? Why think, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, somebody said if you're getting, you know, groin injuries like this, maybe it's a symptom of a larger problem, like a hip injury. And now the Jays are apparently going for a fourth opinion for Pearson's issue to figure out what the fuck is going on. So that's a little bit worrying. But I think, to be completely honest with you, we're nearing a point where it seems pretty likely Pearson's not going to make an impact this season on the team. Yeah, I think we're getting to the point where you can definitely say he's not going to be in the rotation. I think that's kind of yeah, been okay. that's, settled that's, now. That's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would still love to see him come back, even if this injury keeps him out for, let's say it's a month. I'd love to see him rehab the injury, come up and be 2015 Aaron Sanchez. I know we've made that comparable a handful of times, and it feels like every episode we find a way to compare this team to the 2015 Blue Jays because that's <laughs> the last time any of us were truly happy. But for real, like I think Pearson can be an asset coming out. <laughs> It's just been a nightmare in life ever since. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I, I, but I think Pearson can be that guy. And whether you need an inning or two innings late in a big game, I think he's got the stuff to come in and quickly do that. Um, we'll see. I mean, the injury thing is concerning. And hopefully, you know, a month from now, we're talking about, okay, Pearson has looked good for a few more appearances and the Jays are talking about bringing him up. And hopefully we're not talking about, Oh, Nate Pearson had just had season ending surgery on something like that would just be brutal. Uh, the final down we have, we're going to move away from the blue Jays forward actually, because they won two straight games. We don't need to, you know, be too negative here, but major league baseball and this foreign substance crackdown is equal parts, hilarious and embarrassing for the sport. Yeah. It looks stupid. Like it was, it's one of those things, you know, Max Scherzer was getting worked up and it's funny to see him do that. And then Sergio Romo had his theatrics and he's, you know, throwing things around and he's, pulling out his hog or whatever he's doing. But, you know, it was funny the first couple of times it happens, but if this is a thing that happens every single game, it's going to be, it's going to be so annoying. You know, it's going to be, it's just going to be one of those like completely unnecessary distractions. That's just like, Oh, this was funny theater the first time, but now it's just, Oh God, like, here we go again. But I get why they're doing it, I guess, but it's just, it's just another kind of very clear reminder of like, where the sport is at and the league and the players are at such odds with each other. And then you have the umpires in the mix and they love to make a show of themselves. And it's just like, man, you have three different parties here, all like pulling in different directions. Yeah. The only, the thing that really irritated me, like I understand if the umps want to check a pitcher as he's leaving the game. Um, there was one game and I'm forgetting which team it was, but a guy's getting like a standing ovation after a solid performance crowds on their feet he's walking off and then the best be like hold up pull down those pants big boy let me see if you got any sticky stuff under your belt like um but the thing that irritated me was joe girardi like requesting it and to me you need to have and major league baseball kind of just like wagged their finger and said like all right managers you better not take advantage of this and try to mess with guys 
but they didn't outline any sort of punishment. And I think, you know, whether it's going, and I think it was former pitcher Dallas Braden who said uh, it was either him or Will Middlebrooks. I think one of the two former players that are active on, on, uh, on Twitter, um, they came out and said that you should lose your challenge. If you request yeah. a check and there's nothing there, I went a step further. I said, hit him in the wallet. Like if a manager is wrong twice in a game about a pitcher, $5,000 fine. Once they're wrong three times in a season or five times in a season, whatever number you come up with, $20,000 fine and really make them sit there and think twice. So they're not just doing this for some kind of weird competitive advantage, which Girardi was clearly trying to do. Like Max Scherzer was pitching well. He had already been checked a couple of times and yet you want it to be done again to the guy. I just felt like that was unreasonable. And for a sport that desperately needs to speed up, how quickly the game goes, this is absolutely an unnecessary yeah. thing to have. In it. It's just, it's just another one of those like annoying things. Like the replay is so bad. Yeah. Like it's, it always just adds like this, you know, you get your, you get a sick double play and it's like, ah, oh, fuck, we got to stand here now for five minutes to confirm that it was the right play. And now we need to, you know, midway through this guy, just throwing an absolute gem. We got to pull him off to the side and make him pull down his pants and see if he's doing anything and it's like oh this is just another it's another one of those things but welcome to baseball speaking of reviews um the few seconds that followed the one review in game two of the j series where the umpire really didn't know what he was doing he was pointing a second saying out pointing to first saying out but then he realized he got it mixed up and like reversed both the calls and then had to like reverse them again and then he had to go talk to both dugouts to be like I mean, I'm assuming he went to both dugouts and was like, hey, I fucked up. Those signs were totally off. And like the runner at first was safe. Um, yeah, reviews can be an absolute pain in the ass. Uh, better than the NBA's review system where the final 90 the seconds of too. Yeah, but the final 90 seconds of an NBA game takes like nine minutes to play. Uh, all right, let's let's keep moving on here. That was three of three down, brought to you by Twig and Berries. Uh, worth mentioning here, Ross. Fuck, I keep saying you keep that. calling him Ross Stripling. Are you gonna say I Ross know. Atkins? I don't know, Cam. It's very early here in Edmonton. I'm recording this, you know, at a time when I'm usually sleeping. So, you know, if you're listening, cut me a little bit of slack. Uh, Mark Shapiro did a radio hit with the Fan 590 with Scott MacArthur. Uh, anything meaningful come out of there? What did you take from it? There was something meaningful. Shapiro had a quote that'll make people probably happy. I would imagine people generally aren't happy, but... This should make people happy, he says. I'm very confident we will add pieces to help us win. So that means the Blue Jays are probably going to be buyers at the trade deadline, which is not overly surprising. I know last week when they were losing all their games, we were talking about either them just standing pat and being like, this is a developmental year, or potentially trading away a Marcus Samuel or Robbie Ray. But now they've won four games against terrible teams. We're all feeling very good and very excited. And Shapiro says we're going to add some pieces probably. And what that means to me is they're going to acquire Max Scherzer. Specifically, that's what I think he's saying. I'm reading between the lines, but that's my opinion. You took the first letter of the <laughs> of the words in his second answer, and they spelled out Max. And that's yeah, the he's giving us like a, he's giving us like some kind of anagram. There's like a secret hidden message, like in binary code. I know he's an executive and he's going to come out and say what needs to be said for good PR and all that. But it is encouraging to see him come out and say like, you know, we will improve this team and not something like, well, we have to see where the team is at the deadline. There's a lot of baseball to play mm -hmm. until then. Like they clearly do. And, and they kind of showed this last year as well when they went and got Taiwan Walker and Robbie Ray and loaded up a little bit at the deadline. Hopefully they go a little more harder than that this year, but 
Um, it's nice to hear, to, to know they kind of have that buyer's mindset heading into this deadline and they don't have like a wait and see approach. Like they're clearly ready to make moves if a move yeah. is out there right now. And the one answer I did hear from Shapiro is he talked about how, you know, like if you could see the notepads and the meetings and all of that, like they're trying, there's just yeah. not a lot to do around the trade market right now. And that's something we kind of figured was the case for a while here. Um, but regardless, nice to see that they have the mindset of buyers and hopefully they can keep a little heater going here and they can become even more aggressive buyers. Yeah, I think one thing about this front office is people tend to be critical. They're like, oh, you know, the Ross Atkins does his interviews and he says nothing. He says just PR talk. And then Shapiro comes on and just, you know, more PR talk. He says what people want to hear. But to be fair to them, like in e- each off season specifically, they've been very bluntly honest about what was going to happen. Like when they took the payroll down and tore the team apart, that, that that's what, what was said explicitly. Like, okay, like we're rebuilding right now. The payroll's going down. And then, you know, the season they added uh, Ryu, the off season they added Ryu, the off season they added Springer, both times it was, we're going to look to add significant players to the team. Yeah. And they did. So when Shapiro comes out and he says, I'm very confident we will add pieces to help us win. Yeah, it's probably going to happen because, you know, every time they've said in either direction what they were doing, it's it has happened. So that's a positive sign for us. I mean, I I, I would have been shocked if they didn't add at the deadline, but, yeah. you know, it's a nice affirmation. 100%. Uh, let's move on and set up the upcoming series. It's four against the Baltimore Orioles, so a great chance here for the Toronto Blue Jays to keep their hot streak going. The Orioles, 6-14 and 14 in June, have just one win, though, in their last 14 games. It has been an ugly, ugly stretch here for the Baltimore Orioles. The Jays are going with Anthony Kay, Alec Manoa, Hunjin Ryu, and Ross Stripling on the mound. And the Orioles will not send a starter to the bump who has an ERA lower than 5.8. So, you know, <laughs> let's get the bats going here. Pick up the pace a little because there's an opportunity yeah. to put up 10 runs a game against the Orioles. Let's yeah, let's let's not have any expectations lower than a four game sweep here. I don't think we should like this Orioles team is not very good. And the Jays spotted them a win in the last series. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Astros just completely rolled through this team. Like, I don't even think just off memory, any of their games were close. The the series finale certainly was. And it was 13 to nothing game. Yeah. Game two of the series between these two teams was three to one. Okay. So that one was actually kind of close. Um, and the first game of the series was 10 to two. So they've lost these final, they lost their last three games to the Houston Astros by 25 runs combined. This team is not good. And the Jays need to, you know, put the pedal to the floor here to use a cliche and, and roll through them. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Four game sweep is, is I'll be happy with three out of four. I'll, yeah. I'll hop on this podcast on Monday and, and, and say good things if they win three out of four, but man, it would be nice to go from a four game win streak to an eight game win streak. It would, that would put them at 41 and 35 uh, near the end of June, which I think you're pretty happy with in general. Yeah. 100%. I mentioned Alec Manoa getting the start in game two of this series. Uh, They said that on the broadcast, that's currently what MLB.com is saying as well. Um, So he would have been thrown out. It was the second Saturday game, the Saturday game against the Orioles, which means One, if he two, were to, three, well, then he four, can't five. be. No, he can start on Saturday again because he'd be suspended yeah. for Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Those are his five game suspension. Okay, so then uh, th- then they're probably gonna have to make a change. I was incredibly confused when the broadcast said it, but I thought maybe I had 
you know, miscalculated things, but yeah, they, uh, they have him on MLB.com is starting on Friday for the Jays. He did appeal the suspension. So okay, maybe, so maybe there's him. a chance it gets knocked down to like four games just in time for him to make a start. Uh, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll change that starting rotation plan to TBD, I suppose. Sure. We'll probably, right. if we don't see him in that game on Saturday, I would imagine we'd see him maybe on the Sunday game. If that's how that would work. I don't know. They're not going to make a miss a start. They're not going to, the Jays aren't no. going to double down on major league baseball's no. punishment. And uh, it's just it. basically when you suspend a starting pitcher for five games, their, their start gets pushed back one day. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. That's and they've had, what it is. we were talking about this before, but they've had a day off. So yeah, if you wanted to even just swap him and Ryu, you could absolutely yeah, totally. do that. And it's again, a pointless, pointless thing to do. It's all you're yeah. doing is taking away five days worth of salary from him. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Taking away five days of salary from a guy on his rookie contract. Yeah, pretty. He's already good one. Yeah, it sucks. It's a shitty thing for MLB. It's a bit of a joke, but whatever. We need to get into that. We've already complained about it. Yeah, we have. Uh, All right, we're going to wrap this episode up. It's a quick episode, but hey, they won two games against the Miami Marlins, who play in the (laughs) most boring stadium in Major League Baseball. And they won the games by a combined score of five to two. So uh, I'm sorry, there's really not a lot to get to right now around the Toronto Blue Jays, but they've won four in a row. So we will absolutely take a little bit of boring baseball if it helps them out in the standings. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday morning. I don't know when we're going to record, but we'll have an, an episode for you after the four game set against Baltimore. And hopefully we're talking about a Jays team that is on a significant heater at that point. Coombsy, we will talk then. You enjoy the weekend. You enjoy this series. Sounds good. Best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details